lights start a blank and those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Goodman, a Better Call Saul podcast. Uh, this episode will cover number six, entitled Bally High, or Bali High. Uh, and I'm the host. My name is Mike Marbeck, and if we could introduce yourself to the right. My name is Michael Henley. Hey, Mike and Mike. This is Brian Craig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, between two mics. That's right. Uh, or three mics. Right? Because uh, <laughs> it's a microphone. I'm not really between anything. Yeah, I'm on the <laughs> so other side of the table. It's The mic well, is between all of us. Well, they'll spoil it. For the audience to get a, a mental picture <laughs> mental of how we picture. do this. If you're drawing this at home. Mind. Yeah. Uh, we're down Sam uh, yes, tonight, so uh, did she happen to, she didn't give any any notes, but did she happen to uh, give some, what I believe Mike referred to earlier as color commentary? Uh, there wasn't a ton of color information, um, but I mean, we'll cover that when okay. we get to it. There's, I mean, yeah. there's not much to speak of. Okay. Uh, well, what were some overall thoughts from the episode, first impressions? You know, I... Um, I really like this episode. Um, at the same time, this is the first episode of the season that I felt maybe was a teensy bit too sluggish. Just a tiny teensy bit. I think maybe just structurally what I would have wanted for this episode was maybe just like one more storytelling beat. Instead, it's very, very drawn out. I, I feel like this is the first time this year that I got just a tiny, tiny bit impatient. Sure. Only a little bit, though. We're talking degrees here. Um, and overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, great performance again this week by uh, Rhea Seahorn playing Kim, who is awesome. Um, yeah, everybody's great. Uh, there's lots of... Yeah, it, it, it's a solid episode. I think I just wanted a little bit more out of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, I think I've gone on record the past couple episodes saying that I really enjoy the character of Kim. And so these, uh, these Kim-heavy episodes I'm really uh, enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't disappointed. Oh uh, yeah, we got to we got to see a lot of what makes her tick. Um, plus, we got to see some fun cameos from uh, old Breaking Bad friends, yeah. mm-hmm. and I got to uh, they got to enjoy one of my uh, favorite uh, new beverages, which is a Moscow Mule. Yeah, which you're enjoying, which right I am now. enjoying right now out of my <laughs> copper mug. Uh, we will uh, shoot out a photo of that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he actually didn't have anything. That was all just him, Mike, Michael Winslowing uh, the sound effects. Uh, oh, watch out! There's some machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> squeechy, squeechy, squeechy. Oh man, gotta change my shoes. Um, <laughs> I just want to admire just that we that mm-hmm. Michael Winslowing is now a verb. That's all. <laughs> yeah, uh, we will tweet out that photo of you and the uh, the Moscow Mule. At SRM Podcast. Uh, hey guys, speaking of uh, at SRM Podcast, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you can follow that on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, uh, rate and review this podcast, um, and then let us know by emailing us at srmpodcast at gmail dot com. We have uh, we've gotten several several reviews. Last week we got one from from Bangity, uh, and he let us know who he is, and he uh, put in the subject line. Uh, what do you think he put in the subject line? We talked about it last week. Did I win shirt? Oh, did, I, right. <laughs> did I win shirt? That's right. <laughs> Which was pretty great. I didn't see that. Uh, and uh, we got two more. One from Dave, the author, who we read uh, in the mailroom last week. Uh, Dave uh, wrote us. 
and uh, he went online and reviewed the podcast quite favorably. So he is also in the running for the uh, Better Call Saul t-shirt, and also Philly Bauer, uh, who I don't know that I have a way to contact right now, so if you're listening right now, email uh, srmpodcast at gmail.com or just at srmpodcast on Twitter. And uh, Subject line, did I win shirt. Subject line, did I win shirt. Uh, Which would be... Fantastic. Uh, and that podcast, or not that podcast, the contest goes until the end of this month, um, the end of March. So we'll get probably, I guess it's one more episode uh, on the contest, cool. mm-hmm. of the contest. And also, tell your friends and neighbors and coworkers uh, yeah. who yeah. are fans of the show, they would enjoy this show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And even if they're not, then either they can get a free shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can get their shirt for them. I don't know. I'm I'm advising everyone to cheat, and that's wrong. I'm in uh, I'm in a little bit of blue and red right now. Uh, so uh, she's not here to comment on it, but she might have something to say about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my first impression of the show uh, of tonight's episode was, or last night's episode was pretty much in line with what you guys were talking about. I liked him a lot, so I was glad to see that. And it did also feel a little bit sluggish at times. Um, it was a diff- we, It was almost three distinct storylines mm-hmm. that we were yeah. following within the one, which may have been um, uh, part of the issue, maybe. Uh, we're, we're used to somewhat two separate storylines, which is usually Jimmy and uh, Mike. Uh, and occasionally they they kind of inter intersect at times, uh, but this one was three for the most part distinct storylines and separate of themselves until uh, the end uh, of the one with uh, Kim and Jimmy. Um, but yeah, I mean still, overall this is, even if it's a little sluggish and yeah it's it's kind of like minuscule, um, still so good, mm-hmm. still so damn good. Uh, and yeah, we got the <laughs> I don't think I even though it, we have these Salamancas in the mix with things right now, I was not anticipating seeing those guys again. Yeah, yeah. certainly not so soon. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's, uh, what I'd like to do is start with um, Jimmy, go to Kim, and then we'll talk about Mike, uh, because uh, Jim and Kim meet in the middle there. Uh, so we open up with uh, Jimmy is in his... Um, his, uh, his corporate, corporate condo. His corporate, yeah. corporate condo. condo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can't... In Santa Fe. In Santa Fe, and he can't sleep. Uh, so he's going, he's going around doing a bunch of things. Um, he's watching television. Um, he sees the uh, Chia Pet commercial. Chia. He's watching a little C-SPAN, it looked like. I think Billy Mays shows up at some point. That's yeah, later. Yeah, a little later. That's uh, Mike, um, actually. Oh, that's Mike. Mike. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we had a little theme of uh, little mini infomercial-type mm-hmm. commercials going on. Uh, and we also see something that I haven't seen in... So long, which is like the end of broadcast day. Yeah, uh, yeah. with the national anthem and, mm-hmm. and things playing. Um, I would fall asleep on the the couch when I was when I was younger. Well, I still do it now, but they don't have it anymore. Um, they have couches. They don't have the end of broadcast thing. Um, where I'd be asleep on the the couch, and that would wake me up, and then mm-hmm. I'd, go, I'd know to go to bed. Um, but now in 2016, where everything is just 24 seven. That's right. Do, do any channels do that? Have you guys seen I it? Don't I don't think, think so. so. There may be a few like community-run radio stations mm-hmm. that still do it. Yeah, 
Yeah, possibly. I was actually wondering watching the episode if even back in when would this be? Two thousand three. I was even wondering if even back then, where were there any still channels right? that mm. did that? Yeah, maybe where maybe out west, possibly um, yeah. smaller markets probably maybe do that. We're mm. we're in the the Philly area, so maybe we were the first to a- abandon uh, decency. Uh, <laughs> first in America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, or they would put up like those. Um, million dollar movies kinds mm-hmm. of Oh, kinds I remember the million dollar movie. <laughs> yeah, these B movies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, but there was also another commercial, and it was the Sandpiper. It was yes. it was his firm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did a new commercial, mm-hmm. uh, and it was using that um, the, the nebulous, the nebulous, the blue nebulous. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's nebulous, a, but not too nebulous. Yes, yeah. what a great callback. Uh, and it's just that. With text and uh, voiceover, yeah, like that classic lawyer uh, or not lawyer, but announcer kind of voiceover for those commercials. Is that mm-hmm. uh, is that Mr. Feeney's voice? I, I know he does a lot of voiceover. Uh, it kind I don't of, think so. Oh, William Daniels. Yeah, William Daniels. I don't. The voice of Kit and also Benjamin Braddock's father. As the, 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 all these things are true. Uh, I don't. It didn't sound like him that much to me, but I could be wrong. It, it tips a little in, so maybe just someone kind of influenced by his affectations. Yeah. Mr. Matthews. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hunter. Uh, that's my Mr. Feeney, guys. That's Michael. Yeah, M- Michael. <laughs> uh, did you ever see the uh, Boy Meets World where he flips out? No. He flips so, out. There was on, an episode where he flipped out? Yeah. Really? Um, I don't remember. They were like going for some sort of championship or something. And um, like a quiz bowl kind of thing. Sure. Uh, and uh, he got on their case because they, they knew like nonsense things. Um, and uh, at some point, Corey says, what do you, what's the big deal, Mr. Feeney? We won. Uh, we're, we're the champions. And he just like slams down a book. He's like, champions of what? <laughs> uh, and he just starts going into uh, 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 somebody, some, uh, Gutenberg's generation thirsted for a, uh, a new page once a year. <laughs> your, your, your people get a, um, a new web page every six seconds. And what do you do, do with it? Save the princess. Fight King Koopa. Uh, check it out, guys. It's on there, YouTube. There was probably a Steve Gutenberg joke thrown in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a second Police Academy reference. Like yeah. Five right? Uh, Breaking Goodman brought to you by uh, Police Academy. Um, <laughs> the first one. Just the first just one. Just the first one. So... A couple things about this commercial. Because uh, oh, I could go on more tangents about this. <laughs> <laughs> it was directed, by the way, by the guy who created WKRP in Cincinnati. I, yes, Police Academy it was. was. Police uh-huh. Academy, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, By the way, WKRP in Cincinnati, great theme song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the, that one, uh, Greatest American Hero, mm-hmm. they're yes. all like anthems. Mm-hmm. Um, but this... The, this commercial that uh, they did. Better Call Saul, also a great theme song. Yes. Shorter, but yeah. also great. Yeah. I lo- the, the thing I love the most about the theme song is how it cuts, cuts off, off at the, the end. end. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh every single week. <laughs> Whenever I watch the show with my, my roommate, he that always drives him crazy. She's <laughs> like, what a dumb show this is. They can't even... just like, no, it's by design. <laughs> uh, Bring up. This commercial that, they, that they've done, lots of stuff wrong with it. Uh, it's that stupid nebulous, but not too nebulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just voiceover. It's just text. And I think the biggest thing is 
none, none of these people are going to see it. No. no. Um, I mean, Jimmy had it pegged to the commercial break. Yeah. To the, the quarter hour, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The exact commercial break in Murder, She Wrote, where uh, Jessica Fletcher puts down her <laughs> novel to go and do this or that, um, to get involved in the crime. And here, this is just appearing in the middle of the night. <laughs> what an ad buy, though. It's probably a real, real probably cheap really ad cheap. buy. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Like, his cost $740 or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever he said. Um, this must have been 80 bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easily. 80 yeah. bucks. Uh, so that annoys him. Uh, he goes, he checks out some food, uh, some old Chinese food, smells it, doesn't smell great, puts it back in, of course. Um, and then he goes on this big bowl of balls. Yeah, he plays some sports. Yeah, with the bowl of balls. <laughs> uh, they're like wicker, I think? Or? Yes, yeah. yeah, little wicker balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we saw soccer. He played a little basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little definitely did some bowling with yeah. the uh, spice rack uh, mm-hmm. co- uh, contents. Mm-hmm. Uh thought at the end he was getting ready to do some pitching uh, and then uh, that was the end of it I, I don't know if there are any other sports that you guys caught <laughs> I think that sounds like a complete list to me yeah, yeah. pretty sure uh, so then he unless I'm missing anything he uh, packs it up and he heads to his uh, his home away from home away from home uh, the nail salon uh, where he still has keys and everything. I wasn't sure where where this stood, but it, it gets cleared up. Uh, so he's still paying rent on the place, or at least he's all paid up as as of now. Uh, and he heads in, moves some stuff around, un, um, unwraps, un, unfolds the bed. And, Fold uh, out couch. Yeah. And he uh, looks really happy. <laughs> so content. Yeah. Uh-huh. That man Very is at quickly. home in a strip mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in a... Uh, Cluttered office with a uh, a bed desk uh, shoved up against the wall yeah. to make room for a fold out couch. Yeah, and he couldn't be happier. <laughs> and I think that kind of was a big theme with him throughout this entire episode, right? Absolutely, is how much he doesn't want to be where he is. He doesn't feel like he fits in, and he doesn't want to fit in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's over the course of the entire series, too. Yeah. yeah. And you just described also the, the, the cup holder. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't fit in, and he doesn't... <laughs> he just <laughs> breaks it, yeah. and he's like, okay. Uh, which could also be like, okay, if this isn't going to work the way it's supposed to, then God damn it. I'm going to change the things yeah. to make yes. it work. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so we, we crack the code, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's at the now salon, and... Um, he wakes up. It's now morning at the nail salon, and uh, his his old I guess his landlord who yeah. who runs the nail salon uh, knocks on the door, uh, and Barches she's great in. too. <laughs> yeah, she's great. I think he's in his boxers or something, mm-hmm. uh, and they're just kind of going back and forth. Um, what was the gist of that conversation? Uh, well, she he asked her uh, if she has any coffee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Those do I smell coffee I smell, uh, yeah. brewing. And she said, uh, you make enough money that you can get your own coffee. Yeah. And he shook the cup at her and he says, <laughs> uh, you'll get rid of me quicker if you yeah. give me some coffee. Yeah. Uh, he also... That's all she needed to hear. Yeah. He also um, had... I think she had asked, because I have here Boohoo. Um, uh, why are you here? Did you lose your job already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think he says, no, I still have the job, but... Um, he said he said something about complaint. He said something a, a slight, slight complaint about it, and she said, "Oh, boo hoo! Some he's, people have to." He's like, "I should be so lucky, or something." Yeah, like that yeah. Um, 
uh, boo-hoo, you have to have to work. Some people have to work for a living and don't get free cars. <laughs> um, yeah, so then she, uh, I guess she gets some coffee, and he has his first battle with the cup holder of, of this episode. Um, several now. Um, and that's it for for that segment. Uh, anything before we move on to a uh, little more Jimmy? Okay, uh, the song that was playing, uh, the still guitar classic Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. Oh, Sleepwalking. Sleepwalk, yes. yeah. Who's that by? Uh, well, originally it's by Santos and Johnny. Okay. Santo and Johnny? Santos and Johnny. I believe it's Santos and Johnny. But that was a Junior Brown cover. Junior yeah. Santos? The guy who does the... Junior Brown does the uh, theme song. And yeah. Okay. Covered it. Okay. Um, so, uh... I think the next time we see Jimmy is in the office with uh, Omar and Aaron yeah. hovering over him. <laughs> so close. Uh, and uh, they're just kind of going over paperwork and talking about different dates and uh, did you find this, did you find that? And um, uh, she is she is right on top of him. Yes, she is. Uh, yeah. Samantha mentioned while we were watching it, uh, right at the scene she says, uh, she's enjoying that. I yeah. think Mike was wrong last week when he said that she was a loser, uh, because she's definitely getting a big power. It's what we like to call a power boner. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from from being the stickler in the yeah. situation. Yeah. I think it's I think it's because like the more she's noticing he does not enjoy this, mm-hmm. you know, I think the more mm-hmm. she's enjoying it out of spite. Yeah, uh, I I will go on record as saying I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, given the information that I had at the time, I feel that it was a uh, it was a safe call to make. Um, but you know, uh, got the best of me. You know, got a little ahead of myself. That's all I wanted. To hear. <laughs> all I wanted to hear. Don't you tell her either. <laughs> um, She's not going to listen to me, yeah. so that's fine. And I'll never say it again. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, she's 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 definitely enjoying it. Erin is a pain in the ass, uh, and Omar's there, uh, and Omar kind of jumped in at a moment to help help Jimmy out. Yeah, supply some documents. Yeah, and I'm still I'm, I'm I'm it's in the vault, Stone Cold Lock, and I feel like he's going to get Omar in trouble somehow mm. by the end of this episode. Not episode, end of the end season. End of the season. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Omar's uh, Omar's taking a liking to him. Uh, so Omar gets him whatever uh, file she was looking for, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the deposition, for yeah, Mrs. So and so, yeah, <laughs> uh, and then a he gets a phone call from from Kim, uh, where of course we didn't know it was Kim at the time. Um, we could assume, but he takes the call, which annoys. Aaron, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "Ah, it's my grandma. She's uh, she's old, so you know." He's always got to give mm-hmm. a lie, yeah, <laughs> regardless of who yeah. he's talking to. Yeah, um, and she says uh, that she is in Santa Fe, Albuquerque. She's, she's, in, she's Albuquerque. in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. How quickly can you get to Albuquerque? Yeah, uh, because she's got a live one on the on the hook, uh, and I just love how. Fast, he was so happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not because we also, as we'll see through when we're going through her storyline, he's called a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, At least six messages we can assume were were from him. Um, So, and the first call that he gets from her 
is doing something he lives to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and his, his only question was, what's the shot? <laughs> what's the shot? <laughs> what's the shot? Uh, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts there? Uh, are there any other thoughts there? Before we get to, uh, we gotta start taking we're going to go to yeah, Kim. Me too. Maybe by the end of the season, I'll start taking notes. <laughs> uh, I will say that Aaron um, was really getting under my skin in like this very, just kind of very personal way. Like she does that thing where you know, and clearly she's enjoying it, so mm-hmm. she's stretching it out to dramatic effect. But yeah. she does that thing where you know she'll, you know, you give her a piece of information and then she'll repeat it, but then she'll stop halfway through and then Jimmy's just, so like they're they're throwing out a lot of dates. It was like October fifth. 1995 and she'll be like October and then, and then she looks over his shoulder mm-hmm. to, 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 double to check. confirm uh-huh. that that's so passive aggressive yeah. so passive aggressive yeah <laughs> yeah god they do so much on this show without any dialogue yeah. whatsoever oh, we got a lot of that this episode mm-hmm. we got a lot of that there's a lot of yeah. silence yeah. yeah can you imagine any other show on TV having this like amount of like silence and just scenes where people are just looking at things and observing things mm-hmm. thinking about things it's incredible yeah yeah. Uh, so when we see Kim first, uh, because we're now at the point where those two meet up, so we'll go to Kim. Uh, Kim is brushing her teeth, and uh, she's just kind of off in her thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you What do you What do you get from her? What do you, What is she thinking? Uh, I this was a. I felt like this just this scene right here is just beautiful storytelling. Yes, mm-hmm. there's she doesn't speak a word because she's by herself in her own apartment. The last time we saw her brushing her teeth was when Jimmy stayed over and they had the adorable toothbrush conversation Mm -hmm. and he used her finger to brush his own teeth. Um, So, I mean, that's meant... uh, That that look, I'm guessing, is meant for the audience to remember that Mm -hmm. scene. Yep. uh, Parallels it. Um, And then the phone phone ringing uh, is... I mean, it's a daily... It's... It takes its time explaining what exactly is about to happen, mm-hmm. and then once it happens, you're like, "Oh, this is yeah, this is beautiful." <laughs> yeah, because you get that great moment where, like, you know, she looks at the phone, mm-hmm. she's waiting for the she's phone, waiting. You know, she gets full, finished, gets getting dressed, she looks at the phone again, she starts to leave, she comes back, mm-hmm. still waits for the phone, then the phone rings. It's like it's great. It's a it's a great you know little bit of there, and then and then Jimmy's voice comes on, <laughs> singing Bali yeah. High. South Pacific um, singing I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say well <laughs> yeah but it's adorable yeah. in it's unwellness mm-hmm. I guess it's enthusiastic you know? yeah, yeah it is you know mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of it it's revealed that this is a daily phone call yep. Which is why she was waiting at that time of day mm-hmm. to, to not answer the phone, but just to listen to the message. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our, uh, what is that? That, that concludes tour our tour of South, South Pacific. Pacific. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is that just a, uh, is it a song from the musical? Yes. Or, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Bally High. Uh, it's very thematically apt, I think, because it's been a long time since I've seen South Pacific, but I'm pretty sure Bally High is a song in the musical that's about, like, this magical place that's kind of just out of reach you know where you know you can be truly happy but you can never get there so mm. it's very kind of yeah it sure is yeah cool. and that's that's exactly where Jimmy wants to be exactly where Jimmy wants yeah. to be and he just needs a uh, tire iron to uh, <laughs> make the hole big enough 
Um, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Rhea Sehorn, you know, who I can't say enough great things about. Yeah. She, you were just talking about, you know, great storytelling. And, like, she tells the whole story on her face because she has no dialogue no in the scene whatsoever, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And, you know, she just... You you just it stays on her face for the entire song, and mm-hmm. there's so many things she does with her face that just tell you so much about their relationship, their past, you know, where their relationship is now, how Jimmy is, how she's kind of getting less mad at him, like all, all these different things that are happening. You know how deep it goes, how much she likes him, how much she loves the fact that she that he makes her laugh. Yeah. Um, it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful. Yeah. All you young guys out there who feel kind of lonely and nerdy, making a girl laugh. That's really all there is to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Without trying too hard, making a girl laugh. That's yeah. key. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Philly Improv Theater uh, just <laughs> <laughs> put up our Session 3 class. That, that wasn't an L.U. And our uh, one-on-one classes are now only 199 bucks. So go to fitcomedy.com. Uh, all right, so Kim is uh, is now back in the, the big leagues. Or at least the, the she's in the leagues. And yeah. yet another scene of, of no dialogue uh-huh. that tells a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. You open on her putting her stuff back on the shelf. Yeah. So... Like you, you have to put the connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love this show. Yeah, yeah. Really uh, oh, and there's another. Maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but there's another great visual moment too, where I think she puts the box like right at the top of like, and the box stays in frame mm-hmm. as if like always on the edge of her thoughts, just yeah. like might need that box again, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and there was a moment where she it looked like she had something that was going to be framed. Uh, it was her diploma. Diploma. Uh, yeah. at, and then she just kind of like kept it in the box. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the second time she's had the move, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at, least, at least as far as we know. Um, so, yeah, why well, get too comfortable? Um, uh, poor Kim. Uh, <laughs> I always try to keep my desk at work. And this is, uh, there's a very funny scene in the uh, American office, probably like the first or second season, where Ryan the intern, uh, he has a line where they're, they're all doing like, spring cleaning, clean out your desk, and they're all throwing away all their stuff. And uh, he has, like, a menu that he throws in the trash. Like, yeah. I don't keep any... I could leave tomorrow and not clean out my desk, and I would be fine. <laughs> so I've always kept that in the back of my mind every time I go to yeah. a different job. I'm not going to put... I'm not going to start putting stuff up on the walls. Right. Um, I've... This, this is an odd, odd tangent, but... Um, Whenever they have these these things that that where they capt- they find people that have done horrible things, mm-hmm. uh, they always like show a, a tour of the person's place, mm-hmm. and yeah. they always talk about how sparsely uh, furnished it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh my god, for like the last fifteen <laughs> years, I don't think I've hung anything on a wall. <laughs> I've been living <laughs> like a mass murderer. <laughs> yeah, uh, like right now, even uh, in the basement where I'm living right now, I don't have anything hung up mm-hmm. but I have everything framed as if yeah. at some point <laughs> it's going to happen uh, yeah and it's all like lined up on the gra- on the yep. floor yeah. below where it it's would exactly normally hang yeah. up yeah I, I, I've had the exact same thought because for various reasons like I collect posters but I don't put any of them up so I just imagine like one day for whatever reason you know someone you know bursting into my apartment just being like yeah all these posters just kind of rolled up now not a single one of them put out like who does that yeah 
Yeah, that's... Looks like he was right. about to move out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or it's like, move in ready, and then you can get... You can do the work and just make it, make it your own space. <laughs> um, but when I move, so help me God, it's going to be with the intention of being in a place for a, a long period of time. And that first week, I'm just not going to do anything else. Hang but, art. But at least hang one thing. Yeah. Um, so so gonna, we, we own a, a house... You guys are both renters, right? Yeah. Yes. So we we Does own the house. Say that? And we've got. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by the way you're dressed. You rent American Eagle, buddy. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of stuff on our walls, uh, which was fun. That that was when I moved in. I I'm like, all right, I'm putting stuff up. Yeah, and I think there are some people that that have it in their heads, uh, like where they don't necessarily care. Whereas I, for the last between Chicago and Philadelphia and a couple places in Philly haven't been fully satisfied with mm-hmm. where I was mm-hmm. and I think that's I think that's just you're always in that transitional phase yeah. yeah so the next move is with the intention of being there for a while so that first week uh, podcast listeners who are so super interested in what's going on right now uh, I'm gonna hang some stuff up and I'll tweet it out at SRM Podcast <laughs> alright this is a nice tangent I, sure I like this tangent yeah uh, so that's at a 2605 is when we end the tangent so if you're gonna cut that out <laughs> yeah. that's where you go back <laughs> yeah uh, okay uh, so enter yeah. Hamlin yeah enter enter Hamlin and uh she clearly has just started unpacking, mm-hmm. and it's probably been a couple hours at most. I, w- I would assume by looking at this. Uh, and he pops his head in and says, uh, "Oh, still, um, still not, still, still unpacking, or still not unpacked? Okay, well, we need to do this thing." Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, "Okay, yeah, poof, let's do it." Um, and they're walking down the hall. It's, I think it was one shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so awkward. It's yeah. a no talk, walk and talk. Yeah, no talk, walk and talk. Uh, there was minor talk uh, where she said, "If Chuck uh, put you up to this, or Chuck said something to you, just know that I didn't put him up to it." Something to that effect. Yeah, no uh, answer. Yeah, and not only is it awkward to watch, but it's awkward to watch him in this movie. Yeah, because he looks his, extremely robotic. Yeah. Yes, he's being very deliberate. Yes. about his not talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he didn't look. He didn't look any other way but ahead, like mm-hmm. he had blinders on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, he also he he slowens his pace to such uh, slowens. Is that a word? Slowens. He slowens his pace. <laughs> Before you noted, he was at the end of the hall. <laughs> I, I had one sip of that Russian meal. Um No, he he you know relaxes his pace to such a degree that like it's it's clearly to me it was clearly an attempt to actually draw out this awful moment and make him even more uncomfortable and just mm. kind of savor each second of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I read that as like a power move. Like, I'm going to slow down and she has to slow down with yes. me. Yeah. Because I'm the... I, my name's on the wall. She has to yeah. wait for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they're walking awkwardly. Uh, no talk, walk and talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as he turns the corner, there, there, there's not much of it but you see the smile come yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, turns it on. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so turned on. Creepy. Hit yeah. the switch. Yeah. Um, and there's something we forgot to mention last week that I definitely meant to. Uh, when Paige was bringing uh, Costa Mesa Bank to the firm, uh, Hamlin got his like power pose on. He's got his shoulders back, mm-hmm. and he's standing like a robot. Uh, 
every time we saw him as professional Hamlin, he's got this power pose. He's standing just just this way, got his chin up a little bit, yeah. and trumping it. Turns it on. He's yeah, trumping it. Turns it, yeah. it on. Mm-hmm. Um, so remind me, what's his problem? Uh, he. What is his problem? Well, I mean, he's a power junkie. Yeah, I mean... With Kim. With Kim. Well, I think, you know, I mean, I think his problem now is that it's clear, even though Chuck doesn't appear in this episode, it's clear that Chuck, you know, after their talk last week, they kind of, you know, Chuck was able to kind of uh, pressure Howard a little bit to let Kim back upstairs, Mm -hmm. and Howard is not having it, and he feels it undercuts his authority, and he's still angry at Kim. It's this whole kind of, you know, ball of emotions. Plus, Howard, as much as we defended him last year, is kind of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a human jerk, so he's got yeah. some, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's got good qualities to go along with his yeah. jerkiness. Uh, so we go to court, uh, where Kim is there, and uh, the basic gist of the argument here, as, I, uh, as my small mind understands it, uh, is that the um, the Sandpiper lawyers want the medical records of the residents who are part of this claim. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the thinking is that they want to be able to verify that these claimants, is that the word, uh, are of sound mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Kim says no, that they're not going to do that. Uh, and just a bully tactic. Yeah, just bully tactic to scare them and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and um, she loses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while she's talking and giving her argument and, and, and fighting uh, for these people, um, what's his face? Schweikert. Schweikert, Schweikert yeah. Uh, Schweikert is uh, kind of loving every second of it. Yeah. And it really has been watching. And probably even before, the, it's, I guess before this point, has already had his eye on her. Mm-hmm. Um, for sees a, sees a little of himself in it. Yeah, um, I'm so glad they brought that character back because mm-hmm. we saw him briefly last year, and mm-hmm. he was just kind of wonderfully slimy in a very human, recognizable mm-hmm. lawyer way. Yeah, and and I'll tell you this: I don't do much of any research. Yeah, uh-huh. any looking up on Get this podcast. Out of town. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of a thing, guys. Mr. Uh, Kettleman's still yeah. upset. About this. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of clueless when it comes to uh, these things. I like everything to be fresh and kind of discovered or just unknown. Um, so, but I did happen to IMDb him, and if he wasn't on every GD mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. court mm-hmm. police yep. uh, drama known to man, mm-hmm. I mean, if there's ever a textbook case of typecasting, mm-hmm. uh, poor Schweiker. Um, has uh, has has felt its pain or reward? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you be the judge. Well, he's a work director. I mean, and we're talking going all the way back to Jessica Fletcher, Murder She Wrote. Wow! Oh, yeah. whoa! Yeah. It all ties together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he has been on. He's been a lawyer in just about everything. I think every Law and Order uh, version that you can think of multiple uh, times. I'm sure. Probably, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, playing a different character each time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, as someone yeah. used to watch back-to-back Law and Orders, it would always be confusing. It's like, wait yeah. a minute, I just saw him two hours ago. Yeah, he was guy on the street. Yeah. Now he's a lawyer. <laughs> now he's a <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> well, good for him. 
Oh, jeez. Do you guys want another sip of the Moscow Mule? I would love another sip I'm of the Moscow Mule. Okay. How about it? Thank you. Uh, so, he's impressed with, uh, with Kim's uh, courtroom skills, uh, and she's like, as they walk out, like, what are you talking about? I lost. And he's like, yeah, exactly. It was an unwinnable position. That's mm-hmm. why your boss wasn't even here. Yeah. Um, and uh, what are you doing for lunch? Just going to grab something from the vending machine? No. We can do better than that. Yeah. Better, no. <laughs> no, you're not. We can yeah. do better than that. Uh, so he takes her to... As if he eats this way every day. Yeah. And I... Well, he might. I he might. Yeah. He might. I don't know. Uh, so they go... I don't know. Where do they go? They go... I mean, it's a upscale restaurant in... I guess downtown Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. And what did they order? Or what does he order? Well, he orders a Moscow mule. Well, speaking of... Uh, and he asks if she wants anything. She says no, right? She says no. Uh, and he says, okay, well, I guess I'll be the... She says, iced, only, I'll have iced tea. Yeah. yeah. I'll be the only... This little deviant here. Yeah, whatever, deviant you know? drinking in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, on the clock. Something like that. Um, so calculated because we're about to spill. You know, he's about to go into his sales pitch for Kim, but it starts mm-hmm. right here. Which is mm-hmm. like, see, we're the fun firm, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and he's talking about how long she's been there and what she does. Mm-hmm. And I think he said that she's been there for I don't have it here ten years, ten years or so. Yeah. Um, and she started in the mailroom. Mm-hmm. Ten years, six in the mailroom. She yeah. worked her way up. Mm-hmm. And she's law school at night. Yeah, while she, she was working in the mailroom, got the situation where. She goes to law school, she works at the firm, and they pay her tuition. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. They, well, they front her the money for it, and then she pays them right. back. Yeah. Okay. Um, how does that happen? Is it like a scholarship? It's common. I don't yeah, know. Common. I don't know what the specific word for it would be, but it happens Lucky. a lot. Yeah. Um, well, although that's a lot of money, I'm sure. It's, I, well, I guess it's so much that ten years later, yeah. she's still... Paying, She's certainly still paying, yeah, it, off. Still paying yeah. it back. So he offers her a job and offers to take care of that, um, that uh, back tuition. Right. Yeah. And he uh, says it in such an offhanded way too. She's like, "Well, I still have all the." He's like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll take care we'll of take that. Care. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got it. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> That'll be taken care of. Yeah, uh, we'll have we'll have my man take care of it. Um, <laughs> and." Uh, Yes, she takes care takes care of that, uh, and he says that we're gonna. Don't worry, we'll take you off of the Sandpiper case, right? Um, no conflicts of interest or anything like that. And um, and I don't want you to think that we're tra- we're just offering you this job to get information out of you, right? Um, Which is up to the audience to believe at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else on on that? Uh, he did a great thing at the... This is just like a tiny detail that I thought was fantastic. Uh, at the end of that scene when the waiter comes over with the Moscow mule, he did that... He did, like, he did a little joke with the guy. Oh, he checks his watch. He's like, what did you... You go to Moscow to get that? Yeah. Uh, and it had that feeling of... And this is something I do, too. Of like, I make the same joke to the waiter every time I order this one thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I loved it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, uh, we go to Kim in her office, and, uh, Harold needs something. Um, that's his name, right? Howard. Howard. <laughs> Every yeah, well, single time. Because you think of Harry Hamlin. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. Um, so, Howard needs something. Uh, he has one of his, um, uh, co-workers go over and ask uh, let him know. I think it's just his assistant. Or assistant. Um, we're all equal at HHM. 
Um, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> clearly not. Uh, so Howard needs something, sends his assistant to uh, go let him know uh, that she needs to take care of it. And she's like, well, no, I'm, 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 I'm headed just, to lunch. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to lunch. Okay, well, we can order from this place. I just got it approved. Just, uh, approved. Like, just got it approved. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can petty cash, uh, I, can, I can use petty cash to buy you a sandwich from this place that just got approved by yeah. accounting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and what a deal. Uh, she just grabs her stuff and heads on out. Yeah. It's pretty... It's a pretty Jimmy move. Yeah, it's a very Jimmy move. Uh, we've seen that. We've just seen that move mm-hmm. yeah. last week. Um, so, regardless of where she ends up with this situation, that's probably going to at least add... Well, we know it's going to at least add to the issues that she's having. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of kind of risky. But I guess if you're going there with the intention of possibly accepting an offer or at least talking more about it mm-hmm. um, I don't know it's 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 uh, from what we know of Kim it seemed very a little out of character mm-hmm. but um, she's reaching her breaking point of getting mm-hmm. pushed around for and and right after the meeting with with Schweikert of uh, being told how how much you could be appreciated at a place like us, mm-hmm. where you're so loyal to this place that doesn't appreciate appreciate you at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point because she did mention that a couple yeah. times. Is yeah. how and then comes uh, back to her office to a prime example of yeah, yeah. It's just a great juxtaposition of like you know Howard is now so petty um, that he's not even going to like give her a nice lunch. He's not even going to let her enjoy lunch. Yeah. He's not yeah. even going to walk to her office to no. have the discussion right. with right. her. Right. Yeah, just yeah. send an underling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so she goes to that. Fancy schmancy place. Uh, was it the same place? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think she, she gets that drink. She orders herself a Moscow. Yeah. Movie. In the middle of the day. What a deviant. Mm-hmm. Um, and sits there contemplating the business card from mm-hmm. Swiker and Copley. Mm-hmm. She does call, right? She, she doesn't call. Does she not call? She no. Not. She, she kind of looks out the window and she sees Dale, um, who I think. Was saying goodbye to a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, wasn't sure at a hotel. I, it looks like the a hotel lobby bar. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Now uh, that I think about it, because it was kind of one of those like pulled through yeah. car things. Yeah. Um, so she sees this guy Dale uh, say goodbye to some woman. Uh, we can assume that he is probably with mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and a little later he buys her buys her a drink. Uh, and then they get to chatting. And uh, she introduces herself as Giselle. Giselle, Giselle yeah. St. Clair is yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, that, I mean, that was fun in itself. It, it gets a little more fun, of course, but... There's a small moment uh, I really like, too, where uh, you know the uh, bartender comes over and just says, you know, so the guy down at the end of the bar wants to let you know that your next drink is on him whenever you're ready. So she thinks about it for a second, you know, and she looks at him and all that stuff. And then she's just like, okay, I'm ready. And it's an, it's, it's a great way to just signal, it's just like, all right, we're going to do this, you know? like, And, you know, the this, you're not quite sure what the this is going to be. But, like, I, I, I like that she, that she doesn't, it doesn't just kind of fall into her lap so much. It does, but, like, she has to take that extra step to actually jumpstart it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which I think is cool. She had a, lot, a couple options on her plate right then. Go back to work, mm-hmm. make that phone call to Schweikert and Coakley, or play this game that she's played before 
with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And she takes the third option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Giselle St. Clair uh, is now talking to Dale, and she calls up, uh, takes, a, takes a breath, takes a step away, and calls up Jimmy at the office, who at this point is dealing with the files, mm-hmm. uh, with Aaron hovering over his shoulder, and Omar doing what he can to help out. Uh, Jimmy takes the call, and that's the conversation which we talked about. Um, I got a live one on the hook. How long? Uh, how how fast can you be in in, in Santa Fe, Albuquerque? Albuquerque. Um, and uh, what's the shot? <laughs> what's the shot? <laughs> what's the shot? Uh, what's the shot? Uh, I got a live one on the hook. What's the shot? Uh, and he shows up, and they're brother sister, right? Mm-hmm. Victor, Again? Victor, yeah. and Giselle Saint Clair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the the shot is, uh, I guess, that they are opening up a a dot com. They're creating a dot-com business, and uh, they, they, they absolutely don't need any more investors. We can't take any more investors. We can't, if, we get, if we get one more, we have to go public. Uh, and we just, we, you know, we don't want to have to deal with that right now. So, um, yeah, my sister, she kind of talks a lot. I apologize, um, but we just can't have one. Oh, one that's more. fine. That's fine. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to push you. That's fine. Yeah. And there wasn't much more to that. No, we don't see yeah. most of the uh, most of the grift this time around. No, we know. just cut to a ten thousand dollar check made right. out to uh, the ice station, ice station zero, zero something. Ice zebra. station zebra, zebra associates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a really cool storytelling choice. The fact mm-hmm. that we don't even need to see the rest of the con. Like we know, like we we saw this happen. You know, mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. episodes ago, more or less. You know, the same nuts and bolts of it, basically. So I like that idea of it's more just kind of a character moment of just that's how. That's how easily they do it, that it's it's almost putting you in the spot of just, like, it's over before you even know it, just just like it would be for them. You know, yeah. it's second nature to them at this point. Yeah. Or at, at least to Jimmy, and Kim's kind of getting her feet wet and warming up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the shot of the $10,000 check is those two back at, uh, I think, Kim's place? Yes. yes. Uh, and then they have a little conversation where they kind of have a little, you know, it's a little heart-to-heart about some stuff. And it it does, but it doesn't get honest. Um, what was the, the gist of that combo? Uh, well, Kim's addressing the fact that uh, Jimmy, who's in an unhappy situation right now, is in that situation because of her. Mm-hmm. He took the sure paycheck job with... All the benefits in the free car, yeah, uh, to make her happy, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you knew what I wanted, or you knew what you wanted. This is when he was in the pool. In the pool. Uh, yeah. I uh, just kept thinking about looking at you in the pool. You knew what you wanted, and I got in the way. I think is one of the things she said. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he starts talking about her job. Her new job, possible job at uh, Schweikert and Coakley. Coakley, um, and you're gonna have this. You're gonna have that. What's not to love? And they're like, yeah. What's not to love? <laughs> it was just sad at the same time. Mm. Um, so then we cut to the parking lot where they're both getting in their separate cars, going their separate ways. Uh, we have the cup holder scene. Puts that cup holder in there. Not having it this time. Goes to the trunk. Um, gets a tire iron and smashes it so that he can fit that cup in there. Um, and that's how this is going to work. 
Yeah. Damn you. Kim will fit into his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by hook or by crook or by tie rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else on their storyline before we move over to uh, Mike Herman Trout? I feel like we're been being set up for something. You know, I like mm-hmm. there there hasn't been any there hasn't been anything this year anything seismic. You know, there hasn't been anything like by this point last year we had uh, you know some significant plot developments. I think episode six last year was the was the Mike episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that was that. That felt pretty huge as it opened uh-huh. up this world and gave us Mike's story and all that stuff. Um, there hasn't been anything. The season's been great, but there has not been an episode that has been as huge in the same way. There hasn't really been anything where like an episode where something huge happened. You know? Yeah. Um, I think the the biggest stuff, storytelling wise, I feel has been the the Mike side mm-hmm. of things. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and that makes me even more nervous because it's just like it's. It's that thing of just like you know, like going up higher and higher on the roller coaster, and just like, are we going down now? No, okay. Are we going down now? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh man. Oh, are we going down? Oh, there's ne- a double hill right there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, the oh. twin hills. Right, right. It feels, I, I, you know, it feels like a, it feels like a wind up in the best possible way. We're just like, oh, okay, what's what, what what's coming? What's happening? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I am nervous about uh, what this is going to do for Jimmy and. That's a lot of anxiety that Breaking Bad dealt in constantly yes and Mike is the like he's the way back into the Breaking Bad storyline constantly so yeah it makes a lot of sense that feeling that anxiety of what's gonna happen next uh, in Mike's story it makes a lot of sense yeah and god it's good (laughs) I love it god it's good like Um, it could be and it kind of is like this podcast is us talking about like man the show's just so good for like an hour every week yeah. I don't know if you've watched the show guys but uh, it's pretty good God, pretty, so good. <laughs> pretty good I just keep doing a good uh, job so let's get over to uh, cut over to Mike yeah Mike Urban Trout uh, Philly's own uh, at least the character uh, so Mike shows up at his uh, at his house pulls up and there's a one of the Salamanca henchmen there mm-hmm. uh, and he says hey, you know why I'm here um, you know, he needs an answer. Yeah, I need an answer. You're gonna take the offer? No. You sure? I am. Uh, so he says, "Yeah, I'm. I'm sure." Um, buzz off. Get out of here. Scram. Um, and he just came from um, some sort of home improvement store, mm-hmm. or maybe a Walmart, or a, maybe a Lowe's. Who knows? Um, I probably had the bag there with him. Clear view. I just didn't look. Uh, he's got a welcome mat. He's got some carbon paper. And he's got so he's got a ream of paper. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. um, what an odd collection of yeah. things. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Where's this going? Yeah. What? What's he get? What's he get a copy? What's going on here? Uh, so, uh, we cut we cut back to him uh, after a bunch of scenes in the other storylines. Uh, he gets home, and pretty immediately. He he smells something in the air, mm-hmm. like something's not right. I don't know what it is. Uh, but he's walking. He's looking around as he walks in his house, um, understandably, because there was already somebody that was just there. Um, he looks looks in the window a little bit, looks over um, around the house. He checks the mat. Hey guys, remember earlier when we were talking about the carbon paper and the uh, the mat and the other paper? Well, he put them together mm-hmm. in such a way where he could tell if somebody huh. stood on the mat. 
Some serious MacGyver stuff. You believe that? Yeah. Uh, So I thought that was neat. Yeah. Um, I never thought of that. Me either. Because when I looked at that stuff, I didn't put it together. Um, So he checks the mat, and there's a couple uh, sets of footprints, and uh, he goes in the house. He's checking... Well, he checks the lock a little bit first, too, Mm -hmm. to see if things have been tampered with. It looks like things have been a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, He checks every room. Narrows it down to, I think, one closet. Yeah. Um, grabs the remote. So this is such a great moment, too. Uh, and turns it on and then just waits. <laughs> waits for them to get out of this closet and then just... Uh, pistol whips them. Yeah, kicks, kicks, kicks them the with the door and yeah. pistol whips them. Mm-hmm. Get uh, down. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, the late, great Billy Mays. On the team. Uh, yeah. Oh, he is late. He, he is, is, yeah. yeah. He's a little late to the party. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, his first thing is just, what's the message? Uh, and the message is, has not changed. Uh, Hector has been pretty consistent with the message, which mm-hmm. is, the gun is yours, uh, and you get $5,000 to, to do this. Yeah. Um, says no again, and sends them on their way. Um, and he clean, he's cleaning off his his gun and his hands because they got a little bloody, and then there's a little bit of a, a bit of a shake hand. shake to it. Uh, is that just nerves? Did he have something like that in Breaking Bad? I don't remember. I don't remember him having something like that in Breaking Bad. He had that earlier in. I feel like he had that earlier in the series. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when. Was it? It had to do with Maddie getting killed, didn't it? can't remember specifically. Okay, so it would have been in, like, the, the first, first like, Mike, Mike episode. Yeah, I Mike think so. The first season, yeah. And that would make sense. Okay. Okay. I don't remember that, but... If you're listening and you remember, yeah. uh, SRM Podcast. You can tweet at us or Gmail us. Or just talk to us at work if you're our co-worker. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of my co-workers <laughs> listen, listen to yeah. the podcast. Uh, so then he goes to the pool with, uh, I think her name is Car- Carrie or Carrie. It's Carrie, uh, Carrie, or Kaylee? Kaylee. Kaylee. It's Kaylee. Is it Kaylee? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he goes to pool with Kaylee, uh, and he's just kind of shooting the breeze with his uh, with his granddaughter about uh, how she feels about the the new, mm-hmm. which is an apartment complex yeah. or a. Um, I'm sorry, it's a motel, right? Didn't they say it's it a motel? Seems it's, like a motel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's asking. And I think Hector calls home? it a motel too. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, how you like it and he's just having a nice little interaction with her and uh who's up far off in the distance oh my like this how long have they been standing there right right how many <laughs> how long have they just been like is he looking at us no yeah. no not yet yeah <laughs> well just keep standing here yeah uh I'll but, see the, us. but the twins the <laughs> Salamanca coming. twins the Salamanca the cousins twins. cousins yeah are they cousins of each other well I mean they're brothers but they are cousins they're cousins to, of Tuco yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did not expect to see them at all, really, um, but to see them, uh, so soon, mm-hmm. and then in that moment, mm-hmm. it was, yeah. it was very them. Yeah. Chilling. You know? Yeah. And they're already in, like, they've already developed the character yeah. that we'll see later. hmm yeah. yeah. Creepy, silent, uh-huh. well-dressed. Well-dressed. So well-dressed. The boots. Yeah, those weird boots. Um, and they kind of motion to her, and then they kind of do the, you know, gun. Finger guns, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Um, finger guns. A lot can be said with finger guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then he just grabs her out of the pool. They kind of just get the message across. Um, but again, like how one, how long have they been standing there? Yeah. What if he mm-hmm. doesn't look? Why is that their first <laughs> course of action? It seems it's an odd choice uh, from from their perspective. I mean, from a storytelling standpoint mm-hmm. and just visually, um, I thought it was really fun and good. Uh, but at the same time, it's like it could have gone wrong so many ways. Yeah, um, or at least one. They, he didn't see you, um, so he grabs her out of the pool, and uh, the next thing we next time we see him, he's going to um, uh, what is this place? That's not the same. No, and uh, we like were watching it. Water race. Yeah, I don't. It's like a. Re- I think it's a restaurant, but it's not the same as the not other thing. restaurant. Yeah, not the top. And place. Samantha said it was so colorful on the outside. She's like, it looks a lot more fun on the outside than it's <laughs> going to be on the inside. Uh, so they're at some water ice joint pl- place like that. Uh, Nacho answers, pats him down, uh, and uh, Hector asks if he has a wire. Uh, no, he doesn't have a wire, but he's got a gun. And, oh, I don't care. About yeah, that. I don't care about the gun, uh, which is just funny. It's, yeah, I mean, Hector's. Uh, we talked about it last week. We'll probably talk about it again. But it's it's so cool to see him mm-hmm. in this role. Yeah, because he was so um, kind of helpless mm-hmm. in in the other. Um, yeah, the, the, the next time we see him in, in Breaking Bad, so it's neat to see him like this. Uh, very confident, mm-hmm. walking around. Nice dark eyebrows. on his own. <laughs> nice dark eyebrows, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was especially neat to see it this week, too, because last week, when we talk, when he talked to Mike, you know, by necessity, it's very much that whole kind of, that whole kind of classic, you know, Hollywood scene where, like, you know, the gangster kind of sidles up to you and just like, hey, so why don't we do this? And let's keep it all friendly and we're going to be friends. Playing and, the old guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, you know, definitely, like, amping up, you know, mm-hmm. his... You know his uh, his his harmlessness and his accent and his kind of you know frailty a little bit, and then we see him this week, you know, and he's all pretense is gone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so he commands that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you? And it's framed beautifully. Everyone, mm-hmm. everyone sits like the way they have the camera. These guys are over here, and he and. And uh, Nacho's over here. It's, yeah, it's it, so beautiful. It's thing. shot wide angle. Like, yeah. you know, so like, yeah, you get the full, full scope of the room, basically, and there's a little bit of distortion that basically makes the room feel bigger than mm-hmm. it actually even is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really and then, so when Mike goes for his gun, you see everybody jump at the same time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Nacho looked pretty nervous throughout this entire, entire thing. Um, it's a good character. Um, not much more to say on it other than that. Uh, so he, he asks Hector, like, what, all right, what's, 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 what do you want? What is this going to take? Uh, and he says, uh, tomorrow you go to the DA, you tell him, uh, that it's your gun, that you made a mistake, that you forgot, whatever. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it's it's your gun, um, and I think Mike at that point says, "And you'll give me the the five thousand? No, no, no. That offers off the no. table. Nope, nope. Um, and that's when things get a little little tense, a little dicey, <laughs> a little dicey, a little tense. Um, where he says, uh, "No, that offers off the table. Um, what if I don't? Well, then I'll just go over to a certain motel." And, um, well, 
It's not going to be. A, yeah. It's not going to be the change the sheets. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Nice> machine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and get Kaylee. Um, and we're not going to stand on the roof next door. This. Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are actually going to be a little more direct and um, think things through. Um, but Mike asks for. Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand bucks. Hector kind of laughs at him, um, and there was a point where they reached. What made them reach for him? Reach for the gun. What was it there? What was his? It was something to the effect of, uh, "I get fifty thousand dollars for this, or neither of us walk out of here." Yeah. Okay. He was. He was willing to do that, and that was that him having the balls. Well, and he says it. He's, yeah, he it, says he he's got huge balls. Yeah, he's got huge balls. Yeah, I think he said like, "What did I tell you?" <laughs> so he's been like talking about it. I like that. Um, uh, so he ends up agreeing to it, or at least in in this moment, mm-hmm. in this exchange, mm-hmm. he agrees to this fifty thousand fifty thousand dollars. Uh, Mike says at one point, well, maybe I need $50,000 more than you need $50,000. That's right, yeah. Um, um, cut to Nacho showing up with the money. Uh, why did Nacho go? Because it's the only, I think he says, the only way that I can safely. talk to you. Yeah, safely talk to you. Or safely, we can safely talk to each other. Um, and he returns $25,000 of that Mm -hmm. um, $50,000 to Nacho Nacho, uh, for not holding up his end of the bargain, which is ridiculous to think about, but even in this moment, he has uh, that that sense of honor. Yeah. 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 Um, And because he got $25,000 for doing what he did for sending away to go. And it was $25,000 because your problem's coming back sooner than mm-hmm. sooner than you wanted, or sooner than we expected. Um, and, uh, yeah, your, pro- your problem's coming back sooner than expected. And then it, it pretty much um, pretty much cuts out. Yep. That's the end of the episode. That's it. See you, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> um, any other thoughts? What do you think's going to happen with, uh, with this situation? Well, might go to jail. Well, uh, Smith and I were talking about this after the episode last night, and we we're wondering whether maybe Mike is going to be the reason why uh, why Ding Ding is in his wheelchair. I know last week we were speculating about a like an illness or some sort of old ageness syndrome. I think I want to. I, I think I want to say in Breaking Bad they do establish it was a stroke. Oh, did they? Oh, wheelchair. Okay. Yeah, I think that's. Well, that puts an end to that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the end. Of well, that. what do you guys? Yeah. Think? I don't. I, it could have been like an offhand comment. Maybe it's uh, you know the canon of the show is mm-hmm. still you know possibly in flux. So maybe that's not a hundred percent true. So mm-hmm. they they could skirt that line. We shall see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I I like the idea of him being responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for but Hector, we've also never we we don't know exactly how Mike got involved with Gus. No, so it's possible that him doing this for them puts him in the good graces of the Salamaca family, and now the Salamaca family is going to be working with Gus in the near future. Yeah, and they've got this guy who's a fixer to introduce to Gus. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. 
as far as a stroke goes, um, I'd want to go back and look and see who, who said that and then the context of it because uh, it could easily be just like an offhanded kind of mm-hmm. he had a stroke. Did. Yeah. He had a stroke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know? I like this idea. Let's rewatch Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm right. for this idea. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to start a side podcast where we're going to review every episode of Breaking <laughs> we Bad. We can totally do that. And we should like two episodes at a time. Yeah. Just to kind of catch up. Mm-hmm. We'll... we'll talk about well we'll do a podcast on breaking bad and spend half of it talking about better call Saul (laughs) (laughs) but it will still be sponsored by police academy (laughs) yeah uh and netflix where you can now catch better call Saul season one Mm -hmm. um okay uh so yeah i don't i don't have any other thoughts right now uh what do you got for winners losers hmm Boy, every week I forget to think about winners and losers. Me too. <laughs> me too. Um, I guess that makes us. I losers. can start. Um, for me, my winners are the twins, as <laughs> the as the actors, um, because uh, I don't think they could have anticipated that they would have work again in this in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's pretty awesome. And I believe the one is not an actor; he's just the brother of the other guy. <laughs> Is that well, true? he's that just true, as good. Yeah, he's yeah. just as good. I think the one that wa- did the walking away from the explosion in Breaking Bad is mm-hmm. the one that's not the actor. <laughs> oh. I think I, I have to go back and watch the making of whatever. Uh, and my loser. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna go. My loser is Mike. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's pretty strong case for Mike this week, um, and it stems from last week. Yep. So he's got his he's he's in pretty deep right now. Yeah. And he had assumed that it was just going to be this quick and easy, done and done, you know, crossed his T's and dotted his eyes sort of thing, and not so much. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, uh, losers, Mike. I think uh, Mike gambled a little. Uh, Last week, and now all the Salamacas are coming home to roost. Like flies. Mm -hmm. Like flies. Uh, Which he should have seen coming, right? He did all his... He did all his research Mm -hmm. and work. Yeah. Uh, I guess he just underestimated the veracity of a a Salamaca. Yeah. It it, it wasn't just death that that makes them, you know, start buzzing. It's anything, apparently. (laughs) Anything at all involving one of their own. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think my winner, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it like a tempered. It's a tempered winner. Okay. I'm gonna say Kim's the winner, just because she has some options now. Yeah. Like she's still not happy with any of her options. Yeah. Yeah. But at least she has options, and that's always a nice thing to have, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 I agree. I think Mike is definitely the loser. Yeah. Um, I was trying to figure out uh, a cleverer one, but uh, Dale. I, I guess Dale's the other way to go. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Dale would be a good way to go. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down with that. I'm well, down. I mean, he met nice people. Yeah, um, he. Ha- the check is not going to get cashed. Apparently, yeah, that's the not- yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, luckily for Dale, uh, could have lost a lot more. He's not going to mm-hmm. go the Ken loses round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freaking wins. Um, As far as winners go, um, I would agree with. I think um, you probably can. I think, Um, but definitely Jimmy because he's out of the doghouse with Kim, more or less. 
they're talking again. They're, you know, they're, they're so adorable, you know, when they're, when they're, when they're running a con together. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved it in the first episode this year. I love it. You're rooting for the St. Clairs. Yeah, you really yeah. are. The St. Clairs are awesome. Maybe the St. Um, Clairs are the winners. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the St. Clairs are the winners. That's where I think I'm going to go. The St. Clairs are the winners. The whole St. Clair family. Yeah. If we want to do another spinoff, even though it doesn't make logical sense, but basically just about the St. Clairs. St. Clairs. And it's, they're played by the same actors, they're different people, whatever, but they're Vic the St. Clairs. St. Clair. Mm-hmm. I would totally watch that. Dutch ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> because Kim is very methodical, so I can imagine her making like a whole backstory mm-hmm. for Giselle St. Clair. I want to see that backstory. Mm-hmm. Act it out. But it would want to be one of those backstories where like she did too much work with the backstory and she wants to tell the Exactly. Yes. Like, alright, you're giving too much detail. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's suspicious. <laughs> you're being suspicious. It's a little sus. Um What do you got coming up? Boy, I've got uh, Sketchfest is really bearing down on us. It's going to be, uh, well, the entire Sketchfest is March 31st through April 3rd. That's next, thir- well, next Thursday through Sunday. Uh, I'm performing with my dear group Swedish on Thursday the 31st at 10 o'clock. I think I got the times wrong on every single uh, thing for the past couple weeks, but you've got time to catch it now. Uh, Swedish is going to be at 10 o'clock with House of Solitude and Bye Bye Liver, uh, but be sure to come earlier for Samantha in Youth Large at 8.30, um, and that's with uh, Dog Mountain and somebody else, uh, and that is going to be at the Ruba Club, 416 Ooh. Green wow. Street in Fishtown-ish area, okay. Northern Liberties. And then the Sunday show is going to be at 10 o'clock with Secret Pants, Manny Petty, Barbara Bush, and Two Humans of Toronto. And Samantha and I are both in Secret Pants. So come check that out. That is going to be at the Community Education Center, I think. It's near Drexel, 3500 Lancaster Avenue, West Northwest Philly. You know, University City. Yeah. And you can just Google Philly Sketch Fest. It'll pop up. Uh, venues are all around town. Lots of really great acts. And you'll get to see the cool flyer slash poster design by good friend Brian Meats. It is a it is really cool. He's really good uh, at what he does. It's the Liberty Bell uh, with all the names in there, so uh, check it out. And oh, I didn't even notice that much. Um, but it is really cool. Um, wouldn't mind having an 11 by 17 of that myself. Well, you might just get <laughs> your chance. I'd prefer it on a t-shirt. But who knows if I'll get that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mike? So I have, I have movie reviews that I wrote uh, for uh, my, my myself, me, myself, and I. Uh, ttcritic.wordpress.com. Um, I've been letting it lack, kind of letting it go by the side for the past couple weeks, and I do apologize about that, but I'm kind of uh, uh, raring to go again. So you'll be seeing some stuff soon. Yeah. Any good movies uh, that you saw? Lately, um, I uh, I really liked, uh, it's probably on its way out of theaters, but I really, really liked The Witch a lot. Um, I loved 10 Cloverfield Lane. I saw them both. Mm-hmm. Loved them both. Yeah. We never get out on time. I don't have time to go to the movies. He only asks so he can say So, like, six can. months from now, when they're on HBO what? or Netflix, I'll be like, oh, that was a Absolutely. I, I think Mike, I can't remember if that was the thing Mike said. Let me check Mike's well. check it out. Is this, a, is this like. a documentary? All right, I will watch it. Uh, and Twitter? 
Yes, uh, and I'm on Twitter, uh, Michael J Henley, where you can re- uh, you can re- you can read me retweet other people's snarky comments about Donald Trump, um, and also this week you can read me retweeting people's snarky comments about Batman versus Superman, which I have not seen yet. Yeah, but I'm enjoying reading other people's opinions. Uh, speaking of Twitter, you can follow me at Mike Marbeck. Uh, the other night I tweeted, um, I went, once in a while I watch TV shows on the Fox News Network um, and CNN. I just try to, and uh, um, PBS, just get a, you know, a bunch of different views. Um, and I watched this TV show called Waters World, which I've seen before. It's on Fox News. It's, uh, I think his name is Jesse Waters, um, something like that. Um, and you want to talk about unfunny and smug? Holy Ooh. shit. Uh I watched this show, and it was, uh, and I tweeted it out too, that it was one of the most misleading, uh, dishonest, uh, poorly written, uh, heavily edited pieces of shit I might have ever seen. Uh-huh. He quoted my tweet, oh, uh, wow. and uh, did one of those, uh, hey, may I send you a signed headshot sort of things, uh-huh. which is, one, not funny, yeah. uh, two, not nice, um, because... Of, I know that it, it's not meant in this. Just condescending. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very condescending. And he's also not going to follow through. And he's not yeah. going to follow through. No, that's uh, the worst part. The yeah. only reason he did that was so that everybody else that follows him and likes his show uh-huh. could do his dirty work for uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. Uh, and boy, did they! Oh, <laughs> boy, did they! Uh, I spent my birthday on Sunday, March twentieth. <laughs> oh no! Um, dealing with, uh, I only responded to a few. Uh-huh. I liked all of them. Um, but it was no less than, uh, I don't know, 60 to 100. I, w- I would say probably closer to 100 um, people uh, that responded directly to me. Other other responses just in the thread. Mm-hmm. Some of them got homophobic. Uh, it, it got ridiculous. Well, sure, it's the internet. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a comment section. <laughs> uh, so, But if you want to follow me on Twitter, at Mike Marbeck, you can also check those things out as well. Uh, study Hall at the Philly Improv Theater on Saturday, uh, the 26th of March, which is this coming Saturday. Uh, it is going to be really fun, a show that combines uh, health, science, history, and improvised comedy. And we have storyteller from the area, Hillary Ray, which will be doing the show as well. Uh, the Future, Saturday nights at the Philly Improv Theater as well. It's a show I di- a team I direct. And um, I'm still putting together the, the new website, which will house, house this uh, podcast and all the other podcasts I do, uh, which Mike is going to be writing movie reviews for. Yes, um, but for now, uh, you can check out me uh, on MikeMarbeck.com. Cool. Cool. And uh, make yourself a Moscow Mule. Yeah. I recommend Gosling's Ginger Beer. It's my favorite ginger beer that I've had. But granted, I have not had a lot of them. Breaking Goodman, brought to you by <laughs> Gosling's Ginger Beer. Um, if you're going to have a beer, make it a Gosling's Ginger Beer. And there's no beer in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.